Hey there, I'm Amanda Soler, founder of SoulfulLiving.com and creator and host of this podcast, Soulful Connections. This podcast offers a way to connect the dots between the lives we're living and the lives we want to live. You'll get to meet or get to know better people in our community who are willing to share what makes their lives meaningful, what brings them joy, and even how they've overcome obstacles that have been thrown their way. So find a cozy spot or keep driving and doing what you're doing, and let's connect. Let's talk about connection. So today I am here with Brad Sanders and Brad is the chief marketing officer at the Central Bucks Chamber of Commerce. I have worked with Brad for how long have we worked together, Brad? A it long seems time. Like 50 years, but it's probably <laughs> it seems like forever. <laughs> it's probably been about I mean 15, 15 years, years, yeah. 15, and yeah. I mean uh, it's been a while. We started because Brad was a designer on the magazine, of which I was the editor, and then now we, we work together at the Chamber of Commerce. But basically, we have all sorts of talks between ourselves and with members, and we really do a lot of talking about our vision of the world and about life. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, Brad. Sounds like a blast. I'm just going to pretend the camera's not here because it's making me self-conscious. I'm pretending the mic's not even here. So. Okay. So we're coming off of a global pandemic. I mean, I say we're coming off of it, but maybe we're still in the throes of it. How has it been for you? You know, what what did you do during the pandemic? What was it like? Well, we have a bomb shelter that we stay in most <laughs> of the time. No. Um, it was it was rough, especially with kids in school and um, and then people getting sick, family members getting sick, um, nothing life-threatening sicknesses, but, um, you know, family members that had to go to the hospital and, um, and on my other family side, we had serious issues, but, um, but coming out of it and having kids in school, uh, the, the issues were like they had to do virtual school, which was tough for some of my kids and not so tough for the other one. But um, but our family also got to do things together. We got to go out together, go uh, to go to the parks more often. Uh, even working from home, uh, it was nice to be able to be with your family. And it was tough not seeing our friends though. We could, we did some Zoom and virtual events, which were nice and get togethers, which was kind of different. We had a family gathering with my wife's side of the family and it was nice just to see everybody and everybody had a adult beverage uh, in their hand. And it was just, it was just kind of a nice way to see everybody that you haven't seen for a while. 
Um, it, it was tough though. It was tough for work too, you know, being, being on, being furloughed and, um, not figuring out how you're going to pay for your bills and pay your mortgage and that kind of stuff because the mortgage company still wanted their money. Um, so, uh, it was a lot of hurdles to go over, but there was also some, some good things that came out of being, uh, quarantined and being close to everybody. So, what would you say is one thing that you never want to revisit that you were, you went through during the pandemic or during the quarantine or the shutdown? I never want to experience being furloughed again, being, uh, that was financially tough for the family, um, but we did survive it. So it's not like it, it was a learning um, growth uh, exercise. Um, it was, I didn't 100% love uh, being 100% virtual for the kids, especially for school. Um, that was definitely tough. So um, I definitely don't wanna be furloughed again. Yeah. <laughs> What about, was there anything that you thought, okay, you know what? I actually am taking this positive thing away. This is something I'm going to take with me into the future um, and maybe either use or do or remember. I would, I would, what I do, what I really did like was being able to, you know, not being at the office till seven o'clock at night, but being home with the, the kids at four 30 and still being able to go play outside or, maybe go fishing or something like that was socially distant, but, um, but still safe. And we, we've got, got to be closer as a family. And I think that I would, you know, try to incorporate that back into my life with trying to be home, uh, when the kids get home or, you know, be home for dinner for everybody. Um, and that's, you know, and so you have three children. Three children, yes. Sometimes my wife says I'm the, the fifth and the fourth child. But you have you know, a wife. I do Just kind of putting it in context. Yes, yes. Giving you a family. You have young kids. We have young kids, 12, 9, and 6. Um, so they're all in school now, um, which is also a tough thing. Um, but they are in school and, you know, it's being with their friends. Um, we... We live in Bucks County, um, grew up in Bucks County. Um, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of growing up in Bucks County, can you talk a little bit about your childhood? What was that like? I know your father um, was a, was he a builder, a developer? And so that's one thing when I was growing up, you know, what did your dad do? You know, that was always a tough thing to know. He didn't like, he wasn't like a lawyer or a doctor. You could tell your friends. My dad was in land acquisitions, so um, <laughs> it's tough when you when you're like eight, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but he, he worked with a lot of builders, developers. Um, you know, he worked from Florida to you know Pennsylvania, all the East Coast. So he, uh, you know, it was very interesting what he he what he did. Um, and I remember and this has always been an inside thing with the family, but my birthday's in March. My dad always had this big fishing trip in Panama that he went to in March. And so it was always over my birthday. So that was, we always joked about that. He was, he was, um, 
had a big fishing trip that he went to on my birthday. Um, and my mom, um, she was a teacher uh, before uh, before I, my parents had us. And then she was home with us during while we were growing up. And then she went back to work after we were all able to watch ourselves. Um, and uh, and she just you know retired within the last couple of years. So um, now she's able to watch all her grandchildren. So uh, <laughs> it comes full circle. That's um, right. She's lucky. <laughs> yeah, she's very very fortunate. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, that's kind of and I, yeah, I mean, I grew up going through. Uh, the Central Park School District. You know, uh, I met my wife in Westchester. Went to school together. I stalked her a little bit, and it's scary. Yeah. Well, she fell in love with me. She, <laughs> I think it she was fell favorite. in love with her stalker. Yeah. I mean, it's like almost. Don't we a movie. all? It's like a movie. <laughs> um, but yeah. So um, very. And my wife went through went to uh, went through Centennial and. And we just happened to go to the same college together, same dorm. It was just kind of uh, kismet. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't use that word, but you know, <laughs> all the stars aligned. Um, and you're the oldest of four. I am, and my the favorite. favorite. Yes, 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 I saw yes, it. Exactly. Okay, yes, and I'm still um, the favorite. and you know, speaking, of, how did you feel about the fact that your dad went away fishing every year on your birthday? <laughs> Another childhood trauma yeah. that you can revisit with yeah. me. Yeah, uh, we you know it kind of traded off though because uh, we all I I had a great childhood. We did some really cool stuff. I know my parents sacrificed a lot for us to give us a good childhood, and um, and we did you know even when he was working in Florida and he would work down there during the week and come back on the weekends. But whatever my dad did, my parents did, was always for us and helping us grow and giving us experiences. So we all had some great experiences growing up. Um, and even when we went to college, my parents had us summer jobs, make some money so you can pay for part, part of your college. Um, I think we had great worth work ethics. Um, you know, I had some weird summer jobs and, you know, working as a laborer at a construction site, you know, uh, I took a, like a welding class and an auto body class. I worked at a print printer. So it was like a lot of these kinds of, um, things that helped me grow to where I am now and had the experiences that I had, um, and that able to pass on to my kids, you know, what they wanted, you know, I'm open to whatever they want to do and what force them to do anything that they don't want to do. My oldest son wants to be a barista at Starbucks. Go for it, you know? <laughs> he's uh, got big dreams. He's got big dreams. Um, my other son wants to drive a monster truck. So, um, and uh, my daughter probably wants to be a princess, probably, you know. Well, do you think that that came from your parents, that ability to say, hey, whatever you want, you know, I don't expect you, you have to be, you know, a, a, a lawyer or whatever it is that some parents place upon their kids. Do you think that you got that from your parents? Yeah. I mean, um, the funny thing is when I went to college and I think it kind of, I kind of 
I was kind of the experiment child, the first one, you know, and by the time they got to my younger brother, everything was perfect. Um, <laughs> but when I went to college, my dad really kind of said, you should become, you should get a business, be a business major. And I always wanted to get in advertising and that kind of stuff. So I went the business route, even though I loved art, got great grades in art all through high school and stuff. Um, my I went to become a business major. So And that's something because your dad thought, well, dad, art's probably not the practical. You're gonna make money from you're gonna okay. make money as a business major. That was his biggest thing. You're, you need to have something that you're gonna be able to make money on, you know, be able to uh, be able to support a family, you know. Um, so that and when I went to school I was a business major. I took some great classes. My favorite was business law. I you know but I, my wife was a graphic design major. She looked like she was on a lot more fun than I was. Um, I ended up changing my major and like, that's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but then he found out that he had a friend that had his own graphic design business in California. He's like, well, maybe that could happen. So with that background, with graphic design, um, where I'm now, the chamber, I'm able to, It's it makes it work. Um, and also have my side business of doing graphic design and websites and that kind of thing um, for, uh, as a side side job, uh, doing cards and banners and all kinds of stuff. So um, I'm able to do my graphics and run a business. Was that, did that take courage to have to tell your dad that you were, I mean, how did you uh, feel yeah. when you went to do that? Were you? Yeah, yeah my dad, I, I, I waited enough time too. It was two years into my school year, school. So I had to stay an extra semester just so I could, could get those, all those credits in. Um, but I think I told my mom first and then kind of broke the news to my dad. And how was your mom when you first? I think my, I think my mom was, uh, supportive of whatever we wanted to do okay. and, and happy for us. And, and, I, and I think my dad know, knows I made the right decision because, you know, after we graduated, after I graduated, some helped him with a lot of his, my dad was a huge entrepreneur, um, great business person, had his own company. And I helped him with doing a lot of his graphic stuff. And that's what um, uh, I know my dad really helped all of us out and, my other brother, my younger brother worked for my dad for a while too, right after college to help him get that on his feet and learn the, the world of business. So, um, I wouldn't trade any of that. I mean, we, I learned a lot. Um, and I think I grew changing my kind of major. I was a C student to Dean's list. So, um, Bragger. Was, yeah. <laughs> Just spectacular. <laughs> so um, I didn't do great in uh, was it psychology or something like that. So interesting. Yeah. You know, you're saying your dad was right. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because he was young when your your dad was young when he passed away. Yeah, dad was 68 when he passed away. He, had, he worked the section, um, and back in 2012. Okay. Um, wow, that's. I feel like it was really more recent than that. Yeah. But yeah, 2012, he had the whole procedure. It was most likely because of stress and that kind of thing that that and high blood pressure. Um, but uh, yeah, so then 
you know, they didn't give him a lot of the doctors at the hospital. It was a great doctor, great amazing surgeon, but he, they, he was in ICU for so long that they said, nah, he's not gonna, it was my sister that came and said, you know, gave the doctors and everybody at the hospital saying, this happened, this happened, this happened, he, he can still make through it. And he got through it and um, it gave us another four or five years, you know, after he went to rehab and, um, and then he came home and yeah, so it was, it was, it, we got, you know, we always called him, um, well, maybe he even coined it himself, but um, Doug 2.0. So it was after all the, uh, after all the rehab and stuff. And he, and he was still a very, very smart man, especially with getting directions and, you know, he almost getting back to where he was. Um, and uh yeah so uh we're very very thankful for where he got to and got those extra you know years to uh have him and be in our kids lives and um yeah so we're very now what would you say you know because obviously we knew each other during that whole period and i know that it was a, there were a lot of ups and downs because you had you know hope and then you were told there was no hope and then you had hope again um, would you, what would you say you learned during that whole period or from that whole situation? Well, one thing is like, I kept a journal the whole time my dad was in, um, the hospital and almost like, almost every day I still had the journal and it was, I gave, I hope this answers your questions, <laughs> sure. uh, but I, so my dad started writing a book after he got out of rehab and um, uh, physical therapy and everything. And I gave, uh, and he was able to, because he doesn't remember what happened. He never didn't remember what happened in the beginning, of course. And I had some pictures in there, but we really became out of it very, very uh, spiritual and, um, and uh, you know, looking for like signs almost and, uh, you know, we used to always pray over him and my, um, we used to try to find signs in different, in different, uh, you know, everyday life kind of things and, uh, songs and that kind of thing. And it just kind of, it was very, um, powerful how the process was from when he went in, in 2012 and that year that he was recovering and, um, coming out of physical therapy and all that kind of stuff and how, you know, that faith and that um, belief in something higher than us helping him get through to that. And, you know, I think even our faith and helped him get through and survive and have the, we had like a celebration of life event after, you know, after he got out and it was just, you know, it's really powerful. And, um, I, you know, it's every day, you know, I, I miss him, you know, and um, we were down the shore last weekend and, you know, that's where we really have a connection with my dad. He loved the shore, loved sailing, loved fishing. Um, and that was, uh, you know, my sister still has a tough time with it. Um, and um, it's, you know, uh, we, we miss him every day and we have memories, we have pictures, we have all kinds of things to remember him. And, 
even old voice voicemail messages mm. and emails. It's weird to see an old email from like 2010 from my dad. And as Amanda knows, I don't throw anything away. So I have a lot of that stuff. So it's, it's just interesting to see an old email or have a voicemail message with my dad's voice on it. And even I have a voice message from my grandmother if she passed away. It's like, it's just, uh, it's, it's weird. It's interesting. So That is interesting because it is something that's, I think, per, you know, pertinent to this generation. I mean, you know, my mom and dad certainly don't have any emails and voicemails from their right, parents, right, you know, yeah. it's kind of a gift of the modern age, you know? Yeah. So that's interesting. Cool. And then um, as it relates to kind of those um, life affirming messages that you kind of searched for during that whole time, are you left with um, any of that that you take forward in your daily life? And I want to also ask, you know, about your everyday, you know, we wake up, you go to work, you get the kids to school, not necessarily in that order. Do you have kind of a driving mission or purpose or something that fuels you throughout your days? I want my, um, well, it's, it's interesting because I, I, you know, my kids are my biggest like priority, I guess, you know, they, uh, I want them to have a, awesome childhood you know i think i had a great childhood i mean i know my mom back sometimes thinks back and says i wish i didn't do that or i wish i didn't do that but i think whatever your parents however your parents you know parented you um kind of helps you parent your children and i might do something my parents didn't uh did i might not do something my parents did you know or like one of the things is when i turned 16 got my license my mom said no listening to the radio in the car for six months. Of course, my other brother said, she's not in the car. How is she now? Me, I'm a rule follower. I, of course, didn't listen to the radio. Forever. But, like, resident, <laughs> like, way beyond. He still doesn't listen to the radio. <laughs> Those are the rules. But I, I, I really try to make the, I truly, really try to make my kids happy. And I think, you know, that's, kind of like I even worry about them going to school today you know you know I'm nervous for them um and I just want to be able to provide for my kids I want to be able to provide for my family um so and give them the best I can um and you know I even make home videos and cut all the bad stuff out <laughs> <laughs> trying to trick them into being childhood so I go back and look back and say uh, yes, yes, yes. I try to do that too, but my kids always remember and remind me. So, <laughs> yeah, my oldest is like that too. He's like, yeah. you remember when this happened? I'm like, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. What I, what did I miss? What did I not cover? Nothing. That was really all, you know, <laughs> about, you know, your daily life. I want to do our like the favorites. Okay. Do the okay. favorites. The favorites. So, can what, I be funny now? You can. Be funny, any is that one of your driving? I like to be funny. You do. My kids think um like maybe just... overdoing it sometimes. Like, yes. Dad, how can you always joking us? <laughs> um, and I think that's just you know the way I, do. I might not be funny, funny. I might be a more dad joke funny times, but um, I try to lighten the mood a little bit. You do. You do. You do that here as well. So what is your favorite meal? My favorite meal is lasagna. 
Interesting. Did not know that. Yeah. Um, With meat? I can go, I can go either way. I like okay. vegetable lasagna. I like, um, you know, as long as I don't have to make it. Uh, oh, I see. But every time I was growing up, that's what my mom made for me every meal. Or not every meal. <laughs> His mom was, I like, was like, I'm going to make him happy. Like, he likes lasagna. He's getting nothing else. So do you mean every birthday? Lasagna, every birthday. So if we didn't do birthday, if I didn't get lasagna. Your dad wasn't there, but you had. <laughs> <laughs> Just every other year for my dad. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, like, um, so if I didn't get my lasagna, I would go to Red Lobster. That was my other. Oh, so interesting. Wow, or, you haven't changed very much. No. <laughs> uh, I would love to have lasagna. At Red Lobster. Maybe lobster lasagna. What did you have for dessert? Did she make you like the same cake every year? Or uh, was well, it just mom, like with always, a mom a lot of times made our made our cakes for us, you know. Um, my sister's birthday is right on Christmas Day, so she always made like a Christmas cake for her. But she she had her half birthday too, so she got very nice. Yeah. And she was the only girl. Out of the four of you, she was. Yeah, she uh, had to be like a nice position oh, she to. Loved it. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what about your favorite place? Favorite place is yeah. the shore. Um, now, I was asked, do you like prefer being on the mountains? Do you prefer being on the shore? I love both, but if it came down to it, somebody said, "This is the place you got to be for the rest of your life." I would be the shore. Now, who asked you that? I'm just curious. My wife. Oh, okay. The missus. The missus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot to ask this because it's so ridiculously obvious. Your favorite drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it one drink? I feel like it's beer. Well, beer is so broad, you know. <laughs> I like. Okay, what's your favorite specific drink? I mean, you love coffee. I do like coffee, but. But you, when I think of you. I think of beer. And that's a problem. People think I'm an alcoholic or something <laughs> like that. But like, I have a lot of beer shirts. You do? Um, no, but I, I, I do like, um, I do like a lot of craft beers. Um, and it's changed over the years. Um, I like, you know, very, it depends what time of year it is too. Summertime, I can go for a lame shark. See, I think you should have a little spot on my website, mm-hmm. the Soulful Living website, that every, like once a week you just talk about a different beer. I would love that. Can you do that? Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so your favorite, either a quote or a piece of advice, like what, a mantra? Um, oh my gosh. Um, and it, when Every, I say favorite, it could be your favorite in the moment, you know? Favorite mantra. Or quote, or piece of advice that somebody gave you. What I really like, what I really like, is this might be like a cliche. Is that the right word? Like, I don't know. You got to say it first. I'll okay, tell you. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I'm no, ready. I, I, I like that life is short, you know, and make them, basically make the best of it. Yeah. So... You have this time, use, make it the best you can, um, and do the best you can with it. Um, and one other thing I, is I've always been in the, the belief of if something bad happens that day, you know, had a bad day, but I'm, as I grow old, old, I'm very Itch. elderly. Yes. Um, as I, as I grow as you my age. years, <laughs> I, um, I don't, 
you, you take those moments as really, you know, just discard them. Like, it didn't happen. Bad times, bad things didn't happen. But, you know, sometimes you grow from those bad things. So, um, are those, you learn. You're talking about living in denial? Living in denial. <laughs> no, That's what I'm, my videos are like. I, they're denial. That bad thing did not happen. That's it. My exactly. kids never cried. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, I always do say every day, you know, you might have trauma, you might have something good, but usually it's about the moments. Life is in these moments, those mm -hmm. precious moments. And if you have like a good moment, well, you know. And sometimes there's good things that happen at the weirdest times. It could be something as silly as just um, sitting with your family playing a board game or, uh, you know, just sitting outside by the pool and having dinner with everybody. It's just those things you can't plan. They just happen. And those what I, those are my favorite the special moments. moments. What about a favorite movie or a favorite book or, or both? And when I say favorite, I know, let me just disclaimer, Brad has seen every movie <laughs> ever. <laughs> so you don't have to put, but just one, one movie that comes to mind. Or one book that comes to mind. Um, movie that I movie I always can watch over and over again. It's probably Office Space. Um, um, it's funny and hilarious. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. <laughs> Have you heard of So I Married an Axe Murderer? Yes. Okay. Good movie. Uh, Highly yeah, recommend. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and, you know, after this is over, I'm going to be like, oh, I should mention that movie. Or yes. That movie. Yes. I'm you I, can do that with the beer spot. Yeah. Beer spot. Beer and movies. Perfect. That would be my segment. I like it. Um, with books is like, I just like to, now that I have kids, it's really hard to get some of that free alone time. I usually fill that alone time with movies and TV shows. Um, but I, I just like, you know, simple novels, you know, or mystery novels, you know, James like Patterson. escapism. Yeah. Yeah. Something that, something I don't have to, it's not, I don't have to think about too much. If I miss a paragraph, I didn't, I didn't miss anything. You know, it's not, it's not like a, uh, any of that kind of, I just like, you know, just to escape, I think. And, but um, I do like my Dale Carnegie books too, though. So those are always good, good educational. So do you watch, read the news? I would say I mostly get my news from my phone if or my coworker. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it is, Sally? <laughs> it is funny though because that's that's probably where I would get my my news from is you know if something pops up on my phone or my coworker Amanda comes in and says I heard this I'm like <laughs> no kidding um, and then I tell everybody else it's fact. Good but, thing for me because like if there's a hurricane I'm like Brad batten down the hatches. <laughs> yeah, tornado warnings come on my phone. I don't have to worry about that. But like. I would say before I had kids, yes, we used to watch the morning news and, you know, maybe before Jeopardy came on, <laughs> but I, with kids, it's a totally different ball game. I yeah, like, um, and, um, plus I don't like to be depressed. So if I can hear fake stuff, then I'm happy. To nice. Nice. Um, so how important is it, do you think to be kind of 
politically aware or aware of what's happening in the country or the world? I think it's very important. I wish I was better at it. Um, just to be aware of what's going on around around us. Um, that's what's so nice about school is like the kids. Uh, I mean, I know my oldest, he has, even from his class, they, they watch like a, I forget the name of the segment, but they watch like a children's version of the news and it's like a CNN uh, like kid version. And I think it's great. And I, I honestly, I wish I could be better at it and take more time of watching the news um, or, you know, reading it. Um, and maybe when, you know, you know, the kids on. get older, you know, I have some more if time. If we still have a world. If we still have a world to live in, or I'll just go talk to Amanda or Sally more often. Yes. And I know you it. enjoy that. I do. I can't get enough of it. Um, and, okay, so your best piece of advice, your worst piece of advice. What's the best piece of advice you were ever given? Well, this is my advice. Okay. Just keep on dreaming. Um because I'm definitely a dreamer. <laughs> this is part of me. Um, uh, you know, even though maybe those things might not, you might not come true, but I think it just gives you hope and gives you purpose, gives you a uh, thing to strive for. Um, my dream is always to have, like, I want to, when I retire, I want to have a place down the shore and it has four units, and I rent out three of those units. Nice. And, my wife and I can just work there and and live down there for the summer and rent out the other three units and have a nine hole golf miniature golf course so my nice. middle child can um, play miniature golf. Well, maybe uh, he could even run that. He could run that when he gets older. Yeah. So my other son will be a barista, you know, and bring Perfect. his coffee. Um, but that's what that it, it's a weird goal. It's a weird it's dream, fun. but it's something that I I would love to be able to do and. Uh, I love being down the shore, like I said before, but um, this would just be cool to be able to have those units um, and send them out. I know units one of my words. I, I oh, yeah. Know. You don't like the word yeah. unit. Getting used to it. Yeah. He has a whole list of words um, that he doesn't We can do a whole new segment we with could, words. We, yeah. That could be another part okay. of the website. Okay. Yeah. Web, or, but you would have to say the word, and I don't know how you would well, feel about you that. Well, could you say it, and then I could just cringe if I don't like or it? You, yeah. <laughs> or you could say, like, why? You know, what's the deep meaning as to why you don't like yeah, those words? So what is the worst piece of advice you were ever given? Was it maybe to take business? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was like, uh, it was, I wouldn't be where I am today without that business background, yeah. I think. Um, and I think that, that, that helped me with starting my own business. And yeah, so, um, worst advice? I don't know. Um, uh, you know, maybe it was something like don't eat before you go swimming kind of thing. <laughs> um, I was just telling my kids about that. <laughs> No, don't don't swim after you ate. Yeah, don't did swim they, didn't they used to sit us all on the side of the yeah, pool you had and you had to wait? Yeah, you had to wait like 30 uh -huh. minutes or something like Yeah, that. I was just talking about that. Um, I think there is some truth behind it, too. Um, you know, from one of those fake news things I've... <laughs> um, I don't know if I have any bad, uh, yeah. uh, bad wisdom passed down to me. Um, okay, here's one final question for you. Um, if you could just share anything, is it that, is it keep dreaming, keep following your dream? Like if, if you said to, I'm going to leave you, I have a, 
millions of listeners, Brad. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you're talking to millions of people. Mm -hmm. And if you could give those people one thought to leave them with, what would it be? No pressure. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say like you just follow your dreams. Um, I it, I think it's very, very important to be able to financially support yourself. Um, and I think that's a big thing to do. And I, I do value that. But follow the follow your dreams. If you can make them happen, keep on doing it. If you can get people to uh, be with you and be on board with that, that I think that's uh, more people to just help support your your goals will make them more successful. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, surround yourself with people who believe in you. Mm -hmm. Surround yourself with people who inspire you. I mean, I think yes. that's really important. I, I that's really a good do. one. I like that one. You like that one? Yeah, I yeah. Even with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think that when you are following that dream and really um, you want people who believe in that dream too and who support that dream for you. You don't want people to, who don't believe that is possible. Yeah. Because that's yeah. disappointing. Yeah, it's like, oh, well. I know my, my grandfather always said, you know, when I was going to college, be an accountant. Everybody needs an accountant. Accountant, really? <laughs> Maybe that's the worst thing. <laughs> I don't know. Accountants do pretty well, I guess. They too. Do, so, but, uh, but it takes a special person. It's a test. Um, but I like to be, uh, I am always going to be a dreamer of ways. And that's why I, I let my kids, if my kid wants to be a monster truck driver, go for it. You know, yeah. um, you know, so. Uh, I think that's just, you know, if follow those passions and dreams. And I think that's a great way to end our Soulful Connections podcast. Follow your mm -hmm. dreams. Thank like you that. for being here, Brad. Thank you for having me.